This is a Think Live Be production. to go i think that's recording are we, are we recording yeah we are you can cut this part out in no, the beginning and nothing, we'll just no. when it naturally we, we don't have time for that <laughs> um speaking of time how was your week last week did you stay on track no <laughs> i mean what no I did do, okay, so I did in 12-week year, which is a book we're reading right now, they talked about um, percentaging, like scoring your weeks. And I remember I used to do that. Remember when I used to like go through and 78%, 80%? I did, yeah. Or I, I do. <laughs> I did that last week and I got a 40% oh my on God. my commitments. I know. So that's how my week went. And then so, I had a meltdown Friday. Or so if day. I was your boss, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm. Oh wait, I have your boss. <laughs> that's that's what I'm. I'm hearing. I'm hearing that your that paycheck should be forty percent less of what it. Well, normally listen, is. it's not like I didn't do any work. It's just no, you did forty percent of the of the big rock commitments, the big things that I wanted to commit to. I did forty percent of those. No, I know. And I let it fill in with all the sand. <laughs> It's coming from like the jar scenario. I don't know what that why is. Do you, why do you think that that is the case? Because I allowed myself to cross the boundaries that I Wait, intentionally no, set for myself. What do you mean? What do you, well, I don't, what do you mean you cross the boundaries? What? Do, what why? Why? If you had because I'm a people pleaser. No, I'm a, a real answer. <laughs> no, those aren't. Those are those are buzzwords and catchphrases. No, right. I want a real answer. Oh you, no, we're getting real you had, here. You had Pat's you, interrogating you. you. No, I'm not interrogating. I you enjoy said it. you said that you did forty percent of the big things outside of like your day to day work stuff, right? And of the hundred percent of the things that you wanted to get done, you got forty percent done. You got yep. your your normal work that you would normally do. Yes. All completed. Yes. So minus the voicemails. I'm sorry. So is it because there was too much that you put down that you thought you could get accomplished? Like you you bit off more than you could chew. Is it that, or did time just kind of get away from you, and uh, you maybe fo- were focusing on things that you didn't, uh, you shouldn't have been focused on? Is it a mix of those things or is it something totally different? Por que no los dos? No, come on. Answer. So, <laughs> both. Um, so for the first point, yes, I don't think I properly like determine the amount of time it takes for like the bigger projects that I want to like commit to and do. You thought that it was going to take only lot, an hour, a lot less time than it actually took. Yeah, because is it something that you've done in the past? Exactly. No. Well, it is, but it's not. It's something that I'm learning to improve to like the, the PNL spe- uh, specifically. Mm. I want to do that in a way that makes sense. It's not just like me airlessly doing the PNL and then it turns into nothing. Like there's purpose behind it. Right. So I'm like so doing it, but there's do, more do, detail. Yeah. Because you're tracking and. And I'm trying attention. to do it like in a way that makes sense that, that it's broken down and I'm getting all the details needed so that we can properly lead it to the ROI, which is so, the next thing. So that was last week. So mm-hmm. today was. Today was the first day back, and I'm sure mm-hmm. you've sat and figured out your week's plan. Did you did you go and make adjust, adjustments for this week of what you think you can actually do so that next week you don't come back and say, oh, 52%, but yeah. you say 
like 40%. I don't like no, nobody less than does. 86% in my opinion. But, I want to be plus but or more. Did you, did you adjust, learn from those things and adjust so that next week when Monday rolls around, you will say, oh, I did do everything and I didn't feel like I slacked because I gave myself less work than I needed than less work so that I knew I could finish it because I didn't give myself that much. Yes. Like to do it. I looked at the things that I didn't do last week and I said, what are utmost like priorities? What really needs to get done and what's on my plate that I'm the one to get it done? Otherwise it goes back to Catherine and that's not my role. So I took those and I separated them. I had too many of those like large priorities that I'm still trying to figure out and get all the details in and make it all um, are you talking about specific? Are you talking about like big project mm-hmm. ideas? Is that yeah, what you mean? between operations and marketing stuff. Like, I want to be accountable to these hats, and I want to get them done. But I had to separate my time blocks even further. So I have, um, I have operations and marketing time blocks in different times of the day now for the for the week that's this week, mm-hmm. and I have only one thing in each of those time blocks. Only one thing versus like the three things that I would try to squeeze into the time block that I set for it. That you did last week. Yeah, which is what I tried to do last week. So that just operations, hour and a half, I'm going to do all three of these things. That's not how it works. Right. Like I get phone calls. I get, and this is all me. Like this is self-improvement when a phone call comes in. It's either I'm, I'm on to answer them or I turn them off completely. But last week we had, when did the listing go live? Just too many calls from agents for a listing. Very minuscule calls that probably could have gone to voicemail. So seeking the best, I should turn my phone off during these time blocks to help manage that time and focus time, which is I tried to do. Well, I did do this today. Today. Yeah. Yep. I put my phone on silence and there's really nothing urgent for me. Yeah, because we talk about when we talk about time management for an agent, right? What do we say? You have your... You time block your lead gen. And your bunker time. The five, the five priorities of an agent we've gone through right. multiple times. And we've always said that lead gen should be done first in the morning so that things don't get in the way. So can I have a conversation about that? What? <laughs> well, yes. All I was going to say is, yes, well, let's, let, let's talk about that. But I, what I was going to say of, about that to Kayla is that we've talked about all this time management and, and stuff before about agents, but... Uh, not really about like an admin or a director of operations. Yeah. Um, Cause for and, a business owner, they're doing that portion too. Yeah. But uh, well, I guess, I guess my, my, it's super easy for an agent to get, let the, the work of the day bog them down or disrupt what they should be doing and say, look, I'm working, I'm doing it, I'm working. And then at the end of the day, you're like, oh, I didn't feel like I did anything and you've got no new leads, right? And the same effect is obviously happened to you last week mm-hmm. as, as, as an admin where you let the day, the work of the day, which is things like Oh, we've got a new listing that went live and there's 50 offers and every realtor wants to know where what where they stand in line and and so you allowed that to take over from the other stuff that was important, the day-to-day stuff. Yeah. Well, right? we've talked about before and this is from um a book and now my brain is blank and I can't remember what book it's from. Um, but it's the four quadrants, so is it urgent and important? Is it not urgent and important? Is it urgent but not important like there's there's different quadrants and you have to 
realize that a lot of times the most important work is the important, not urgent pile. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so it gets left off. And that's what the, these projects are. Like if we don't do them, it's not majorly detrimental to the day-to-day activities, but for the overall like scope of the business, like this, those yeah. things benefit the business. Well, they're, yeah. yeah. They're super important. Yeah. Um, I was, uh, I read a quote recently that um, I, it just kind of stuck with me and I was like, oh man, that it's like a burn. Um, it says, instead of saying, I don't have time, try saying it's not a priority and see how that feels. And then the example is, I'm not working on my goals because it's not a priority. And if that doesn't sit well, then that's the point. Mm-hmm. Right. Time like time is a choice. Um, and so I I just read that. Um, I think my coach posted that uh, recently on Facebook and I thought about it and I was like, darn it, that's a good one. <laughs> so if I said like, you know, I'm not working out today because it's not a priority instead of I don't have time, then you start to think about it in a different way. Yeah. Is that a priority that I should be making one or is that one that maybe doesn't need to be on my schedule? Yeah. So I, um, I think that it, it just puts it into a different perspective. And I worked out yesterday on a Sunday. Um, (laughs) that's a win (laughs) because I often find myself saying, this is just an example. Like I, I often find myself saying, I don't have time to do more cardio. <laughs> I know running is good for you, but at what cost? <laughs> um, so I always say though, like, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this. And I think if you put it in that perspective, like I, you know, I can't, I, I can't wait for you to, for you to say, no, <laughs> I don't have time for this. And me go, do, do you have, what was it? The priority? What is it? Is, it? is this a priority or is this goal? What I'm, did you say I'm not, already? I'm not working on my goals today because it's not a priority. Right. So I'll just ask you. So I guess it's not a priority for you to do that. And then you're going to yell at me. Calling you out. <laughs> well, maybe it's not. Like not everything is a priority, right? Like I think that's the whole point. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, well, never mind. <laughs> it's going to go on a whole thing about baking. Because as you guys, if you listen to this regularly, I was baking every weekend. And then I haven't found time for baking the last past few weekends. And so I'm behind on my lessons. <laughs> and I'm really I'm frustrated about it. But like if I ask myself that question, you know, is it a priority? No, it's something fun I want to do. And it's so if I don't have the time over time, that might start to frustrate me and be like, oh, I want to, you know, I really do want to do it. So then I will decide mm-hmm. that that is the priority over something else. Right. So I don't know. I've just, you know, it's been 15 years of figuring out how do you manage your schedule to fill, to fit all the things that we have to do in our day. And what I have realized, wait, did you want to say something? I was going to say in your defense, like things have changed like here and there every year like when you start to get a groove in some rhythm for your time but that's gonna happen something that, else but that occurred. happens to everybody in true. every job about everything well i don't think that's true not yeah. every job no. has well. uh, <laughs> changes like there there are jobs where yes. you have like okay. here's your job duties right. and this is it that's true and then but you became a the, team owner in the, in the life of being a realtor and trying to grow a business that is going to be the case every single day forever but that's what i was going to say is what i've learned over time is that it's 
always going to be changing. And there, it, I 100% believe that it is a myth <laughs> that you can have a consistent schedule as mm-hmm. a real estate agent until you are fully, fully leveraged. So unless you're a seventh level agent where you have people filling every role in your organization, I do not believe you can keep a 100% consistent schedule. And I'm sure that there are people out there that are like, well, I do. Good for you. (laughs) And that's why I tell, because when I talk to other executive assistants about one of the fundamentals of being an EA is communicating your your time management with your rainmaker, your your, um, team owner or whatever. And one of the questions that you have to ask yourself when setting the schedule or like an ideal schedule for that for a time period is when do you want to revisit creating the schedule? Because it's going to always change. Like the agent's schedules are always going to change. Their commitments are going to be different. And then we have to be sure that we're in alignment with that. And we're in places, our time-wise, that benefit you and also allow for us to benefit the 80% items that we do. Well, and I think what happens is, um, so you, as a single agent, you set your own schedule. So you, and you're pulled all over the place and you get used to that by the way, like you mm-hmm. get used to the fact that you're just kind of whatever is needed, you're you're going to figure it out and fit it in. Um, I've never missed, I've hardly ever missed a closing. I can't say never. There's been a few that I've had to miss, but like for in my single agent years, I never missed closing. Um, I never called in sick to, you know, go show houses, like whatever it happened. I figured out a place to put it in my calendar, even if that meant that I didn't have, you know, um, any personal time. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not uh, recommending that. I'm just saying that you get like used to that sort of rhythm. And so it's all over the place. And then, then you learn about time management as a realtor in a class somewhere. And you're like, oh, I love this thing called time blocking. Mm-hmm. This is a good idea. <laughs> if I just time block some of these activities, I could be more productive. And then you start to do that. But you then all of a sudden, you know, you get to a point where you hire someone else. Well, and then that person is supposed to be taking things off your plate, but at the same time you have to train and, you know, you're, you, you're now responsible for somebody else. So you have a different set of job duties. So of course your schedule has to change, you know? And so you just have to be able to adapt at those moments where things change and then keep looking for better ways to, um, to fit it all in. So one of the things that I do that, that I've done consistently now for a long time. Um, but I, over probably the last, like probably the last six months, really like every single weekend I'm writing out my schedule. Mm-hmm. I'm putting it in the calendar on the weekend for the whole week and trying to look ahead and saying, what are the things that are going to get in my way? And that way I can sort of plan around those. And then another thing that I think comes with hiring people is you have to explain to them how important the time is too. And I definitely think that I've slacked in that way, like a good example and not to throw anyone under the bus. Here I go. <laughs> no. no, it's not throwing anyone under no. the bus, you, except for yourself. Your feelings because... can't be hurt in real estate. You, There's you no would... crying in real estate, Kayla. <laughs> I love it though. <laughs> um, but you know, one of the things is, and you know, this is um, closings and or really anything, but like when you have other people who are going to schedule time for you, then first of all, that's hard. Like that's a hard transition is when you have an, a, a first admin or then you have a second person that they don't understand your schedule and how important it is to follow. And um, one of the things I learned last year was 
when you have like, um, let's say an ISA or other people calling for leads, one of the most important things. They just set appointments like on Saturday morning for <laughs> well, you. Well, you've got to. Like, well, you've got to give specific times for those sure, appointments. Of course. But the most key thing is that you've got to make sure they understand. And this is on this is on me. They have to understand that those are the only appointment times. I don't care how hot that lead sounds. You have to stick to the schedule because it's it happens every day. Every single day, somebody wants an exception. And so if you give all of the exceptions, yeah. then you don't have a schedule at all. You just are running around at everybody else's beck and call. So I definitely learned that over the last year of having somebody calling for leads that that when you know you get that message that's like, hey, is there any way you could do 1130 instead of 12 for that appointment? It's like, nope. Like you have to be able to say no. And they have to understand how important that is. Right. And then so that it never gets to the point. Well, let me ask her. Because then all of a sudden, now they've got to call that lead back again and go, no, she can't do that. What about like you? Yes, they but if they understood right from the get go, like this is these are my time blocks for appointments and that's it. Yeah. And then and then then all of a sudden it's they understand the importance of those things. Like a doctor's appointment. I think that's a that's that is a heart. That is something that I've noticed just in general, that kind of idea, like understanding the hierarchy of what's important to you and then you being able to let that your admin or TC or ISA or whatever know what that hierarchy is like they don't understand if you don't tell them like this is super important this is one of the most important things if you just say if everything is important then nothing is important well so can I let me just stop you there um, because I don't want to forget this it's there are things this is what I've learned and I think I was talking to you about this I don't think we ever talked about it on the podcast but um or maybe we did who knows I don't remember <laughs> what day is it <laughs> Tuesday <laughs> it's not Tuesday it's not Tuesday <laughs> back to the podcast <laughs> okay um so by the way that was like how my brain works <laughs> that was just a little little sample so the I was listening to um, Think Like a CEO recently, and one of the things that he Gary Keller talks about in one of the episodes um, is that when he first was basically expanding and starting new um, new Keller Williams offices, that he realized that some of them weren't working out as well as others. And what he realized was, so he had somebody follow him around and write down like everything he did, like absolutely everything, and then, you know, basically documented that. And the the story goes beyond that. It was something about McDonald's and their fries and how um, they didn't, they, there's a certain way to do the fry to make it as good as it is. But there was one thing that they were missing and they figured out what that key ingredient is. Well, same thing when he was going around doing his um, training, he realized that there were things that were getting missed that you don't even think about because you just do them every day. Mm-hmm. And so I started thinking about that, like, there's, I think there's a lot that's lost in training, you know, that, that like we try to outline everything that we do and give it to somebody else. But what about that one little thing that's the most important piece of the entire puzzle that we forget to say? Because it how just much seems, time it, it should just take. Seem, well, yeah, that's one. How much that time could it be should one. take? You're sure. Well, how, just all of that stuff is. Well, what I was going to say is so training in ISA is um, I thought in giving a calendar where here's my available appointment times like that was sufficient. But what I realized was 
that's you have to go one step further. And like you were saying, you have to specify why why is it important to stick to this calendar? Like I know why it is, and right. it's just something naturally that I try to do. But if you don't explain that to the next person, as you hire more people, that's where things can get really right. The, it, breaks, it breaks down, mm-hmm. and and you, it's easy to say these are your time blocks, these are the numbers you call, this is the list in which you call, these are the scripts you use, and this is your job, right? But it's all the stuff in between the lines that they don't even realize that's going on with you, or with another agent, or any of those things. They don't. A new person, even and not new to the business, but just a new person to the team dynamic doesn't understand those things. They don't know what's important to you. They don't know that you have uh, have to go to the chiropractor on Fridays or that you do uh, yoga on. And I'm not saying you in, I'm I just know, saying you're ge- just in general yeah. or, or any any of those things. And that that yoga thing is the that you do on Tuesday mornings is really important to you and that if you miss it, then it throws your whole week off or what, whatever it happens to be. So you have to, you have to explain when something's important. You don't have to get into the details, but you have to explain like, this is really important. Well, and can I say and something? I'm going to tell you why, why this is important. And once you do that, then you shouldn't have any issues. And if you do, well, you've got a employee who's not paying attention. It's well, easy to, but you can't just sit there and get angry and angry that you're getting run around well, and so um, when I started this whole thing, I ended up talking about ISA and calendar appointments, but it because it's the same thing as um, w- last week, I had two closings that were scheduled in the morning. And this is where I said, I'm not throwing anyone under the bus <laughs> because we're not supposed to schedule closings in the morning. However, it hasn't been made clear how important that is and why, and why. or maybe it hasn't. <laughs> No, we just ignore you. That's where we're uh, at now. Right. right. Well, that's what it would. That's what it'd be. That's why I know that that's not the case because I know well, wait, no one's and, and the other thing is, and the other thing is, we make exceptions. Right. And mm-hmm. then, and then, what happens is that exception becomes well, it's okay to make exceptions. Right. And Catherine's a nice person. She's going to say, "That's fine. I'll figure it out." And because I now, do now, right? I know you do. And but, now and, all of a sudden, it's fine, and I'll figure it out. Okay. Well, then next time this comes up. Catherine will figure it out. And that's fine. And that's that's the part about like what I've learned over time is is that you have to be really clear about like we don't you know, this is not the time for that, because what happened last week and this is why I brought all of this up is that I didn't get to Legion either of those days yep. at all. Right. At all. Because you have to do the walkthrough first and that's a whole hour. Well, and you think that there, there used to be this time uh, management strategy called Ninja. Ninja mm. selling or something. Yeah. <laughs> was that the erase and replace? Erase yeah. and replace. Yes. And to that, I say that does not work. Um, because what happens is you think like, okay, well, I'll just flip my day. I was going to do a closing in the afternoon and I was going to lead you in the morning. So I'll flip my day. Well, it doesn't work out that way because what happens in the afternoon is inevitably um, there's a million questions and yeah. there's a million people Stuff that want to pull you in every direction. And Stuff gets in the way. Inspections and um, new offers and negotiations. And this, and this what thing that happened a couple of weeks ago, by the way, isn't the first time that this has happened. Mm-hmm. This I've I have been watching and paying attention to all of this. This has been going on for I always years. Feel like somebody's watching yeah. me. <laughs> this has been going on for for uh, years. That's of, Caleb, by the way. I don't know what she's saying. <laughs> of of you um of I've known forever that you don't want want closings on Friday mornings. Well, That's, I've known that forever, but I've seen you have closings on Friday mornings. I've told her before when that's happened, 
like before there was a TC and you were doing it, Kayla, mm-hmm. that to just not to just tell Kayla that she has to go. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 almost, you know well, what I mean? Like there, like there's the, and, but I think ultimately at the end of the day, it was never, you know, the buck stops with Catherine. Well, it was not explained in such a way of imp- of why that's so important. But uh, the point of this whole conversation is just to say that like all there's still things that get in the way of perfecting a time management strategy. And my point is, is that having a consistent schedule is a myth. And so you can go to all these classes and they'll tell you like, here's my schedule. And if they're doing that, great. They probably have a team of seven to 10 people. And it's probably changed multiple times over the last quarters. Well, and, and they're lying. Like, no, like, because we said, like, when, when you go to a class and it's some agent who has written a book and they say, I have keep my schedule and this is what, okay, well, they're, they're an exception to the rule, first of all. Second of all, um, anybody who tells you, yes, I stick to my schedule hundred percent sticks to their schedule 75%. Well, that's what I was going to say. What I think that is when you, when you get those things that, in classes is that's the ideal schedule for whatever that role is. Yes. And that's what you should um, aspire to do. And you should time block your schedule for those things. Just like why I don't want a closing in the morning is because I'm supposed to be lead generating. Right. And so I have to block out the mornings for that or it doesn't get done. End of story. And so whatever. You have to look at it (laughs) as an appointment with yourself. Stop canceling yourself. Well, and that's the right, same but thing. What is she supposed to do once it's scheduled? Right. Like so, so Catherine's not Catherine for this. is, And this doesn't just work. This isn't just like a TC closing. This is mm-hmm. like for an appointment that an ISA sets or a buyer agent has has a new buyer, but they also want to sell. Right. And so now all of a sudden, well, we want to do this, the listing appointment first and stuff. OK, well, and they they just do it in the morning because that's when that person's available. Well, I do think that I've set it up now that it's clear now that, but that's an example of something that you learn is like you, you have your own schedule and you work really hard to figure out what works best for you. And then it changes because you bring somebody else on and now there's Mm -hmm. different expectations to explain it all over again. Yes. The right, the same way. And then you bring, and then you add somebody else and Oh, oops. Now that person doesn't know that (laughs) this is happening. And so it's, it's just something that you have to make as part of your strategy for time management is that anybody who's involved in your day needs to know what your schedule is too. that ideal schedule, that, that mythical thing (laughs) that like (laughs) you you, can't get, that you can't get to, they need to know it too. That should be like training day number one. (laughs) Yeah, it really should. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, but no no one told, no, there's no book. There's, or there's no class that you get to take that says, Hey, remember when you make your first hire, tell everybody all of this stuff. Well, that's what I mean. Like it's a process of just trial and error. It's, yeah, I think yeah, I think time management is like one of the 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 best tool I ever learned was definitely time blocking, and then um, time batching is really helpful too, where you um, batch certain activities at the same time, and that's one of those things where um, now that we have other people, you, you got to remember to train them on these uh, these tools for their own time management, mm-hmm. because I was saying to Ke- Kayla the other day like I. I could just tell you what to do at what time of the day, but I'd rather somebody figure out what's most efficient for their schedule. Like I'm not supposed to be the specialist, right? Like, like as an, you know, I'm just giving, throwing out examples. Like 
<laughs> marketing is really good in the afternoon time for me because I'm more like creative mm-hmm. and doing the yeah. stuff while you guys are bunkered. The stuff yeah, that I know able, I'm not going to be bothered. You should be able to do morning. stuff when it feels best for you for a lot of things, not all things, but for a lot of things. And Catherine shouldn't have to micromanage people to the minute of what they do. She should be able to say, hey, this is what I want done and I want it done by Thursday. And then it's just done by Thursday. Yep. Well, whatever. I don't. And I, and I, I don't because um, as I've gotten. So I think when I hired my first assistant, I probably was a bit of a micromanager. And maybe even when you started, like I maybe micromanaged a bit. Now I'm pretty much hands off when it comes to stuff because I don't feel like I have time to deal with that. Mm-hmm. And I, you get to a point where you, you really start to realize that um there are job duties for a reason and so like stick to them yeah and well that was the other thing too is you have a much better idea now of what those job duties for other people are versus when you first start hiring you don't really know what you what you know what those what their job duties are what your job duties are you're still learning and stuff so as you've gotten more experience you it's easier to say oh this is that person's job this is my job and to give them their job duties and move on with your day. Yeah. Yeah. I think even, I mean, this is going to sound sad, but I think that's really only happened over the last like year where I'm like, just forward it. Like I'm, I'm not going to try to respond. I'm just going to forward it. Yeah. I love it when you just forward things to me <laughs> because that's one of those things where I can say to answer that question, I don't have time and it's not a priority for me. Mm-hmm. It's somebody else's priority now. Right. And so it, I feel comfortable in that motion, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that, that takes, um, I don't say discipline, but like you just have to learn to like, get, you know, when you set your schedule, you have to learn to make sure that the other stuff that isn't supposed to be your job anymore doesn't pile back on because you're, because of your own lack of discipline to forward it on and do it yourself. Does right. that make yeah. sense? Yeah. yeah. You're always seeking your best. <laughs> Kayla just pointed to the thing. I think it's way past time to read the, let's, the intro. Let's take a break and then when we get back, you can read the intro. Okay. Okay, let's take a break. And we're back. Okay. Hi. <laughs> um time management I would say my biggest resource for time management is really just my own calendar um I took I did take this one I don't know if it was a class like it was um I don't think it was a class I just I downloaded this tool once that was really helpful and I want to give somebody credit for it but I don't remember who it was from (laughs) but it basically was like you list out because we're all in the habit of doing a to-do list. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, you just pile on everything that you feel like you need to do the, in the day. And I'm really guilty of that. But then you you were supposed to. It was kind of overcomplicated, to be honest with you. But you would, like, rank everything. And then that would help. Like, you'd rank it. And then you would pull over the, the, the ones that were, like, important. And then those would be the. You would only do three. Well, didn't we do that uh, in Mega Camp last year? Probably. I also think that there's um, in the one thing there, there's something similar to this, but mm-hmm. that is not what I'm talking about. It was somebody else. Um, 
that was a realtor that came up with this idea. Like this was years ago. And, but I found it really helpful at that time when as a single agent, I had no idea like what I was supposed to be doing and just taking that to-do list and saying, okay, here are the things I need to do or feel like I need to do today. And what are the top three things that really have to happen that are to move the business forward, take it a step further. Um, so then you're really prioritizing that day. And then it doesn't really matter if all the other stuff doesn't get done that day. It's not that they don't ever get done or maybe it gets done that evening or whatever, but that at least you get those important things done. Um, but even that allows you to sort of decide what you think is important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I think it took later in my career to learn about the five ju- job duties of a real estate agent to really then fine tune what needed to be on my calendar. And then to take it a step further, when I got into coaching, um, they made us do uh, what's called a GPS or, and it's your big goal, your three priorities, and then five strategies for each priority. And making mapping that out works in a in a nice way because at the end of the day what you have is everything that's supposed to be in your calendar because those are the strategies that get you to your goal and then you make sure that you're blocking out the time for those things and then everything else fills in the blanks around it and then of course like you I think you were going to talk about the big rocks um mm-hmm. and those go first right like it's supposed to be yeah the big rocks are like the utmost priorities. Like if you don't handle these rocks, these 20% items, your ship is sinking somewhere in one area or another. So if you do the goals, priorities, and strategies, that's all your most important stuff. That goes into the calendar first. Well, guess where else it goes? Like the top of your day. Because like we were talking about in the last session, last segment is if you don't put that first, it won't happen. Yep. So you have to know what you have to know what the priorities are of what's going to move your business forward. Not not like I have to write up this offer. I mean, that sounds like it, right? It sounds like urgent and important work. And yet it's not really what grows your business. Yeah. yeah. It's the stuff that you have to fit in like maybe in the morning. And sometimes it's the stuff can- that you don't want to do. And yeah. to use the analogy that you don't like, you have to eat the frog. <laughs> you have to do the things that are necessary for the growth. Yeah. But you have to do them first mm-hmm. because they just don't happen if, if they don't. Um, so having, you got to have, I think, strategies to outline what's important for growth for your business before you can even calendar out your day. Yeah. And then once you have that, then you can block out the calendar, how it should look. And I do think, I know I said like it's a myth and all that, but the like go find whatever your role is, go find somebody's sample schedule that's doing it at a high level and see where they spend their time and then try to mimic that and make your appointment blocks similar to theirs. That's what I started doing um, just recently. Mm -hmm. Like I always had afternoons blocked out as like appointment time and it was just an open, you know, calendar free time. Like three to six or something like that. Yeah. Like that was just, I just knew that that was the time that I could go on appointments. Well, then I, you know, I took a class. Classes are where you learn stuff. (laughs) And even though I don't believe that they're living exactly how it's portrayed, (laughs) um, or maybe they are, because again, they have larger teams, but 
I took a class and they talked about time blocking the appointments more specifically so that you can always make sure that you can fit in a certain amount. And then you also remember what times are available mm-hmm. and so do other people. So if every single day your appointment times are 2 p.m., 4 p.m., and 6 p.m., then number one, it's really easy for you to remember when you're talking to people. You don't need to open up your calendar. I mean, you still probably should look to make sure you're not double booking yourself. <laughs> but you can you can confidently say like, I have, I have appointment times available at 2 p.m., 4 p.m., or 6 p.m. And then, um, then for your team too, if you have people that are setting times for you as well, then they know like these are the start times and you can't, you can't waver because let's say somebody then wants to meet at three 30. Well, guess what? Now you maybe can't fit in another appointment that day yeah. because of drive time and getting to other locations. So instead of having the ability to have two or three listing appointments, you only have the ability to have maybe one or maybe two. So, I never really thought about it that deeply. I just kind of was like afternoons are when I'm supposed to schedule appointments. But then by doing that, you really can be very specific and just, and then, you know, when you don't have an appointment at that time, that should be legion. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) Or, you know, working on offers and negotiation. That's the biggest time management challenge for any agent. You're involved with other parties, other people you need to communicate to sometimes get decisions made. Yes, and sometimes those phone conversations Go on can take on. can take a long time. Like especially if you've got really high C personalities, which I seem to attract. No, you that's cuz you are one. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, they want all the facts and figures and I want to give it to them. And <laughs> so when when you have to write an offer for someone, this is your um this is what you get paid high dollar for. Like your advice and expertise. And so that is very important time to be able to give that to somebody. That's what they want to work with you for. So, but what happens is there's not, if you put in your calendar lead gen at the top and appointments at the bottom, well, when does negotiations for offers happen? Whether it's for sellers or buyers, like when is that happening? That's what I mean about like sort of the mythical perfect calendar. It's like where in their day are they talking to sellers about offers or talking to buyers about offers? There is no calendared time. And yet that can take up hours of your day if you're selling a decent amount of houses. So I, I'm i trying to, first of all, I'm trying to time how long things take. So if I know, um, like I'm working with a, a buyer to write an offer, like how long are those conversations? And then I know for a fact now, because I've timed it multiple times now, it takes me 15 minutes to write an offer unless there's a bunch of extra addendums yeah. like or paperwork from the other agent. And then I'm like, I hate you. <laughs> right. they, send, they, send, they send it in uh, 40 PDFs, the offer. <laughs> so I know, 40 I, know JPEGs. I know I can, I can better plan because I'm tracking my time. Um, I, one more thing. There is this app that I, I have used in the past. I'm not recently, but you can like literally t- track your time. And it's basically like, um, I think it's kind of for if you were paid by the hour and you um, had to bill or invoice somebody, you know what I mean? Like you would start like an, an attorney. Yeah. You know, you'd start the clock and then you'd stop the clock and then that way you'd be able to bill. So you can like there are apps for this and you can track your time and and over time you'll get to see how long things take to do certain activities. 
And then that can help you better plan your day because you know you're going to have to talk to people about, you know, a bad inspection report and what are we going to do about it? You know, you're going to have to do those negotiation conversations. So if you don't put it in the calendar, then then you're going to get behind Mm -hmm. and you're going to feel stressed out. And I know because I experience this like regularly, even with all of like like the so many appraisals occur recently. That those have that's a lot of negotiation oh my gosh a lot of like, detail pulling let's go down a rabbit hole for just a moment <laughs> Rabbit, wait. so um appraisals i don't know if anyone else is experiencing this lately but um we i think the last five yeah like it has to be the last five for the sure the last five in a row mm-hmm. i don't think we've gotten a single one Mm-mm. And so this is seller and buyer. This is a mix. And in my four years, like this, like in a row, this is. Yes. And and I understand like it's, this is the market that we're in. Appraisers have a hard time because what sold recently, you know, two or three months ago doesn't reflect what's going on right this minute, what the buyer had to do to get their offer accepted. I totally get it. And it's really annoying because it adds a lot more time, right? Because not only do we have to then get on the phone and negotiate that situation, but oftentimes the the only negotiation, because let's be honest right now, sellers are being straight up greedy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that the only negotiation that happens is, no, we're not going to lower our price. And so then the only solution is to do a reconsideration of value. And somehow that always ends up being my job, no matter what side of the deal I'm on. Yeah, even if you're the listing agent. Like, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, because, okay, I might be really down a rabbit hole now, but in my opinion, (laughs) if you get a low appraisal, then it would be the listing agent's job to do the reconsideration of value. Um, because they're the ones who provide the comps. They're the ones who came up with the price initially. Well, the seller chooses the price. And I've definitely had True. sellers who choose a price that I don't agree with. But if we get an offer for it, like that's the market saying that the price is sufficient, right? And the buyer agrees to pay it. The seller's in agreement with it. Then isn't that market value, right? And mm-hmm. I get that the bank needs to verify that it's, you know, worth, uh, that. worth it, right? But um. But so those are the kind of things that you can make your perfect schedule. You can have it just beautiful because <laughs> I love the way it looks. And all of a sudden, Monday morning, the appraisal came in low. And then you're like, okay, well, when am I supposed to fit that into my schedule? Because that is time consuming. So anyways, in my rabbit hole conversation, let me just tell you that I think it's the listing agent's job, yet I have done it for all of our buyers mm-hmm. recently. And um, because it's the only way to solve the problem, like the other person is not going to do it. They feel like they don't have to. Or know how to. Or know how to. Mm -hmm. And um, so the only way that the buyer gets what their goals are and what they want and is to do it. And hey, we got one raised $10,000. So at least there's that. So my opinion, I think both co-ops should just really be with one another in this situation. Like, it's not us against them, the co-ops. Yeah, we well, should work a, together to resolve per, this. In a perfect world. Yeah, but that would you be know, nice. When you're dealing with however many thousands, and th- we, I mean, we've talked about it before, it's like, do you really want that agent who's done four sales in the last year that are just helping their, their brother out, selling their house or whatever? Do you want that guy 
writing that up and well, sending it to the appraiser. True. That's the whole point. No. Is Waste that, of time. Yeah. Waste three days. They don't even know. Or they were like, what's that? Well, that's the whole problem, right? Is And, and this is where you, this Happen. does tie into the time management, I promise. Um, because first of all, it takes a lot of time. But is you could push and say, hey, what comps do you have? You should really, really be helping with this. But that takes up more time, number one. Like, and number two you might just get the result you're looking for if you do something yourself. And so I had said that earlier about like, I've learned to um, push things along. You could have helped, (laughs) you know, but yeah, it's like, they're just, they're just getting in the way and offering up bad ideas and bad solutions and bad. And you don't know their schedule. You don't know when they're able to sit down and actually look and see what those comps are This is one of those times where it's easier to do it yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, it's easier. And I think that it has the desired outcome 90% 90% of the time yeah. that we're looking for and that our clients are looking for. So it's just easier to do it myself. Yeah. And in it's one situation where I think maybe it's worth it to, to do it. Whereas like when it comes to, you know, what I was saying earlier is in the past, sometimes I've just done something instead of forwarding it on to Kayla. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, it's just right in front of me. It's easier if I just do it. And I see it. I'm like, why'd you do that? <laughs> but now I've gotten to a place where like, I don't, I say to myself, I don't have time for that. And that's somebody else's job. And I'm okay with like relinquishing it. But I also, mm-hmm. because I know it's just going to get done right and I don't have to worry about it. Um, but w- but I don't know that an appraisal reconsideration is going to get done right. And then it's just going to waste more time if it comes back low again and we're you know, back in square one. Right. And I think, um, coming in with white space for your schedule. My my schedule this week does not have any white space, space. but I agree. Yes. That is the biggest, one of the biggest issues. Your white space is 6 PM to 8 PM now, especially for somebody who, if you're, if you're not good at saying, Hey, this job that I want to do here this week is going to take this amount of time. And you're not good at actually knowing what, that amount of time is like mm-hmm. what happened to Kayla mm-hmm. last week. Then yeah, you have to give yourself buffers. I have on more buffers this week on things because I've seen on Kat's schedule. Oh, you have an appointment at two o'clock, and that's from two to three. Oh, and by the way, you have to be at a closing at three thirty. And it's like okay, so if this meeting runs five minutes late, right? Or the person calls me and says, "Hey, we're ten minutes behind." Blah 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 blah. Is that okay? She's going to say, yeah, that's fine. Now, what? Now she's got to be in the car. Well, there's no time for lunch. I'm actually. Right, can- right to the next thing. So you have to put that white space in there. And you have. And this is another thing. When other people are setting appointments for you, they need to understand what that is. That you can't just butt things right next to each other. What is it? Telepath? Where no. one thing is where oh, where you're across town for one thing. Teleport. And then- yeah, that's what <laughs> yeah. it is. You know, um, Yes. Especially in Orlando traffic. Um, yeah. <laughs> it took me 25 minutes to get here. I, I actually, took I-4. I beat you here. I know. And I breezed right down the road. It was, it, there was no traffic. Anyways. Um, but yes, that's w- another thing that I've been doing lately is actually, um, I used, I, I always have done it in some shape or form, but I've changed the way I write it in my calendar. So like, if you know, you've got an appointment, actually, I'm going to use an open house because I think it's a good example. Um, an open house is let's say it's one to three on Saturday. Well, you have to set out signs. Mm -hmm. So, and you have to set up. So that's at least 30 minutes more. And then you have to break down and take your signs. That's another 30 minutes. So it's really 1230 to 330. And then you have to drive there and drive home. So it's really. Depending on how far away you live. 12. Yeah. 
in in our area, I always buffer at least 30 minutes for drive time, almost an hour nowadays. Um, so it's really 12 to four is what you need to block out for your open house. So I used to just block out that time in my calendar and say open house. Um, but now I've started to block out, like if I have an appointment, um, I block out the drive time because I'm just trying to see like how much of my day is going to, to driving and how much of my day is going to, you know, the, I, and then I try to go back behind myself, um, as often as I can, which again is it's takes time, but if you do it regularly and build in a habit, you get to see where you're spending too much time and Mm -hmm. say, how can I make that better and more efficient? If you actually go in and say, okay, what was I really doing during this time block? Yeah, I like doing that. Um, I should do it more often, but I did do that for last week's and I'm doing that day by day for this week. What did I do in my hours of my day? Yeah. So that when I can do an ideal schedule for the next week, maybe there's some pattern that I can see is taking more time or like activities that I'm doing that I can time batch for this day because it looks like that's happening frequently on this day because I can look at the pattern. Well, yeah, you're looking for patterns so that you can make yourself more efficient, um, which in turn will make you more effective. Mm -hmm. And I also started doing it on the weekend too, like especially most recently is just because, okay, it's really important to me to have some time to myself on a weekend. I think anybody. Well, anybody. Yeah. And when I have it, I have more productive weeks the following week. Surprise, surprise. Yep. Um, and so sometimes I feel like I worked all weekend. And sometimes I feel like, oh, I didn't really work this weekend. That was nice. But I did. And so I'm just trying to see how much time am I really working? So I'm blocking it out as I do it along through the day so that I can really see how much personal time did I have. So like this past weekend was a bad one. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of like, like talking about offers, reviewing offers, writing offers, like all good stuff and all stuff that has to happen. And unfortunately, sometimes it has to happen on a weekend. But I really only had like about a two hour block where we went to and grabbed smoothies and went to a store. And that was really it other than, oh, and I did cardio for like 20 minutes because I was like, this is a priority. (laughs) So you know, now that's, that's fine. But I, I then have to say, okay, this coming weekend, I have to plan in advance and like somehow let people know that, okay, Sunday I'm not available because otherwise I, that you start to burn out. Like you can't keep doing that. So if you just make sure like you're paying attention to how much time you're really working on the weekends too. And that's something if you wanted to, and if, if that was important to you, I don't think, me out. No, I'm just saying like there's always going to be exceptions to this. That's right. We always try to do the 80%. There's always going to be exceptions. But if you let your clients know the day they came in on the first uh because you're not you 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 don't have to you have a, a somebody who shows properties for you. So we don't have to worry about you showing properties on the weekends or anything like that. But if you let clients know on the day they came in, Sundays I'm unavailable. Then when you make the decision to have that conversation with them on a Sunday, they know it's a special thing and it's not an expected thing. And And if that was if that was 
important to you. Let's say you are a very religious person and you are a pastor on your spare time and Sundays you pastor my spare time. Well, on Sundays you you went to church and that you spent the day at church and what nobody would bat an eye. They would be like, that's fine. Okay, I get it. And you would make that a priority and make sure I am not on the phone discussing uh, whether or not what your uh, what your uh, inspection report says on a Sunday afternoon. That's going to wait until Monday. And they those clients would know the day they came into the office that Sundays were important to you. Does that mean that no matter what emergency pops up, no matter what, that on Sundays you're off duty? No. That means that you can you can pick and choose, but you have to make that a priority that well, can I tell you something? <laughs> um, I agree. And I understand like, wait, real quick. I understand. Okay. <laughs> I understand that if you're a single agent with no support, that that is impossible, an impossibility. You are going to get run around and that that is because there's no one to fill in. But when you have somebody who is showing properties for you, somebody who's doing open houses for you um, and uh, and somebody who is Getting is in the leads. Yeah, then then you uh, you want to talk about leveraging and having the leverage to be able to do that. You have the leverage to do that. You just have to make that a priority and make that important in your life. And then that will happen. Stop yelling. I'm not yelling. <laughs> you get to be saying. really fun to watch in a debate class in school. Uh, I win. Like, <laughs> you're the only one that. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, what I was going to say when I was stopping you was that what you're talking about is that quote, because you yes if i was a, a part-time pastor <laughs> i don't know why i said that because it was sunday and sound, football sounded stupid <laughs> if i was a part-time pastor i would ha- literally have somewhere else to be and i would have something else that is a priority and i have to be there and the point is so i you make that choice and you have somewhere to be but so what another thing that I've learned is that if you want to take time off, you have to actually have something on your schedule mm-hmm. to do. Like you can't just say I'm going to take the day off because you can, though. Listen to me. <laughs> listen, Linda. I'm talking about personally. Like if it you just can't. says no, I'm talking about in your personal life. If you put just day off and you don't have any plans for the day, what do you, you're going to end up looking at your phone or your computer? And then you will end up wrapped up into things. It, even if you told the people that you were going to be off that day, you're still going to end up doing stuff unless you specifically plan something to do something. That's you. Okay. That's you. Moral of the story is have discipline to not look no, and discipline to moral, your commitment moral, to be off. No, the moral of the story is, is that if you it feel like you want to have time on the weekend, you need to just put that, say that that's important to me, put that in your calendar that that time is is unavailable. Let your clients know on day one that Sundays are unavailable for whatever, unless it's an emergency. And I will decide whether or not it's an emergency. And then and then you move on with your. Let with me your just free say, Sundays. okay, this sounds like we're like I, uh, arguing. We're not. We're not. We, we don't. This is we how don't. We, talk. we don't fight over like me working on weekends or anything like that. No. It sounds like we are like no, we do, and you're I, like you're like calling me out like. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we're not because I on you know it's like on Sundays you do what you do and I do what I do. You're a grown woman. I, he can't tell been, you what to do. We've been doing the, this has been 15 years of real estate. It's not. It's like when things have to get done, they have to get done. But we, I have said before, like you, if you tell people that you're unavailable because just 
pretend like we're out of town or that there's something going on, but you have to let people know in advance. I'm just saying if you let people know the day they become your client that Sundays are not available, I don't think there's anybody who's going to go, ugh, what? You mean we can't talk about my about the inspection report on a Sunday afternoon? So, okay. Because you still have somebody showing properties. It's not like, hey, we really want to see this. Can we see this? And you're saying, no, we can, you don't. You, I'm, I'm, it's my Sunday. I'm not showing any properties. You have somebody who's doing that. Well, so it's just these conversations. My, my Yes. And we've done that before. And here we are again, even with additional leverage, where I actually still end up working on the weekends because um, I Because you your still, leverage doesn't do offers. Well, yes. you. I still have to, to have contract negotiation conversations and write offers right. and things like that. And that always happens mm-hmm. on the weekends. But again, I get what you're saying. And I agree. We've talked about it before is you have to set expectations with people. And if you want to have a certain day of the week off, then you have to tell people in advance. I 100% agree with that. I, I do think that in the market we're in right now, if you work with buyers... Good luck with that. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> I agree. And like you said, like you can get somebody on a Sunday, you have somebody who's going to show properties, but they could very easily show those properties and then say, we love it. Let's write up an offer. And now they have to call Catherine and say, we want to write up an offer. And Catherine's Sunday is filled up because now she has to write an offer for these people. Yes, I know that's and, happened and, many and, times recently. Right, of course. All And well, all I'm saying is, is that that is one of those special times of where on a Sunday your day gets interrupted to write an offer. But if you don't say from the beginning Sundays are off, then then every Sunday gets filled. Well, I yeah, and I don't disagree. Again, we've talked about it multiple times before on the podcast that the only way to take a day off or to have a vacation or anything is to tell someone in advance. Otherwise, their expectation is... Or fake your death. Right. <laughs> their expectation is that you're going to be around. You're to available 24 questions. hours a day, seven days a week. Did you know? Let me tell you some stats real quick that I just learned. Because Here comes the high C. Let's go. Hold on. Let me find my stats. Holding onto my chair. <laughs> <laughs> no, I found these uh, like just kind of mind boggling, and I think it's worth sharing. Um, I was taking a continuing education class the other day, um, and it was just like. It was just I picked it at random. Like I'm just I'm being proactive and getting my CE credits out of the way because my license my license <laughs> renews next year. But I want you know yeah. I, I don't want to wait till the last minute. You're That's not proactive. what I'm about. Yeah, no, proactive. <laughs> um, so, anyways, I signed up for all my CE credits, and one of my classes was the other day, and the it was about the hyper connected consumer. I just you know I kind of picked it. I was like that sounds good. <laughs> Whatever, give me four CEs, and. It was they had all kinds of different stuff in the class, but they were talking about the expected response time. So when um when somebody leaves a voicemail, the expected response time is four hours. The email, the expected response time is ninety minutes, what? which I would have thought was longer than yeah. voicemail, but it's so interesting. Text message. What do you think the expected response time? from a text message. Who am I texting? If it's my boyfriend, (laughs) immediately. It doesn't matter, right? So (laughs) I would say five minutes. Okay. I would would think like five, 10 minutes. 90 seconds. Are you kidding me? The expected response time for a text message is 90 seconds. It doesn't even go through the the bubbles in the air to get to the other phone in that (laughs) matter of time. So what I thought, thought... Right, but if you... I mean, it's insane. It's insane. And yet that's the expected expectations of consumers out there. So I hear what you're saying and I'm not arguing. Um, but when you say that if you tell someone 
that Sunday is your day off. They're, they're going to respect that and think that I agree. And I also think in the back of their mind, they're like, well, what if I need to make an offer that day? Right. Well, that's different though. Right. Because I'm you're going gonna to go out with my, you're going to go out with my showing agent who's going to show you properties on Sunday. And if there is an, if there is a, a house that you want to make an offer on, then I will be available for that for you. But then and you're now, always now on call. But then it's, well, and guess what? Right, it's until, every weekend and, <laughs> until you, until you can leverage that away. Yes. Until you can leverage that away with a listing, with a listing agent, then yes, that's true. Yeah. Buyer, buyer agent. Well, you, yes. Where the, where you're not taking any buyers right. and then it's somebody else and then you don't. Right. But the, then it becomes special. Now Catherine's breaking her rule of Sundays to help us. So let's not try to keep her on the phone for, for and ask 800,000 questions for something that well, can I wait do, until I will, Monday. I will say like I I do I can sense when people feel bad about things. Yeah, that's good. Um <laughs> but but it doesn't it doesn't change anything. Like if you feel bad about it but we still have to deal with it, we still had to deal with it and mm-hmm. we still had to take up the time. So anyways, circling back around <laughs> um Kayla's feels like uh, her parents are fighting. <laughs> I know. I'm a little, a little on edge right now. I want you guys to just we're not fighting. hug and tell we're you not, that you love each we're, other. We're not fighting at all. <laughs> I know. This is an everyday conversation. Pat, not th- I not know this you. conversation, but just in, in general, general, this is how we... Yes. So, but cir- circling back around to those, that time blocking thing, you can still, if you're going to work on the weekends and you don't have that, you haven't set that expectation, you can still time block for those things. You can still say like, you know, if, if you're, if you've got somebody that's showing properties and you know, you might need to write an offer, you can say like, okay, I'm going to be available from two to four. You, you still block out your schedule Mm -hmm. for what you know is going to come up. I think that's the biggest thing is that I've learned over time is You've got to kind of look ahead for the week and say, who's in progress? Who's closing? What's going to come up this week? Are we putting on a new listing? Right. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be other stuff that pops up that you weren't expecting. We've so got a, we know we have a closing. Is that closing gift ready? Yeah. That kind of like, like all this of, past weekend. Light bulb, seeking your best <sighs> listing come out. That's something that I can proactively plan to adjust my whatever day, Wednesday or Thursday to like a larger time block. If it's a listing that we know is going to be hot, adjust that those time blocks in correlation to what happens every time we have a hot listing. Yeah. Like because, you know, it's going to happen mm-hmm. right? because we've seen it happen and then you've seen your day get away from you. So yep. you, so you can better prepare for it. Um. So. So, yeah, I mean, I think it all just comes back to like. So part of time management is looking ahead at yeah. the at being and being and being, pro, being proactive and being realistic about what's going to happen this week. Proactive One of the things I did this week, and I was so proud of myself. Okay, I was at the office for a buyer consultation, and I thought to myself, "You made a mess in the office, by the way." There, okay, <laughs> she uh, she must want me to call her out right now because the reason Uh-oh. there was a mess right there is because I went to find a, myself a buyer packet and there wasn't one, and I was like, "What? Where?" Come on, Kayla. There should be five hundred. Wait, of those let me get my agenda stack. because I did that this morning. I put them together all of them because <laughs> you saw my mess so I but I was at the office for a buyer consultation before I left first of all I submitted my buyer taken form <laughs> so it. that it was done right into the folder and then I said to myself what is going to happen this week that I need from the office because I know that I'm not going to be here on Monday so I do I need anything on 
Monday. Mm -hmm. And I thought about it and I was like, oh, I have a closing. I need to grab a closing gift. I need a final walkthrough disclosure. And then I also thought to myself, oh, I have a check in the car that needs to get distributed to the office so they can cut the checks appropriately. So I took that out. I put it back inside. So I just thought a little bit ahead and saved myself and you guys Mm -hmm. all of the stress of like, oh, my God, I forgot the the closing gift. I'm going to be. And me. I will imagine hearing it. So as an example, like if I had not grabbed that closing gift, I would have to ran into you. The open house leads would not have happened at 9 a.m. Or I would have had to go by the office and take a, you know, a 20 minute drive out of the way Mm -hmm. to pick it up. Things like that are what derail your schedule. So take 30 minutes on the weekend, an hour, however long it takes you to map out what you need for the week and then plan, plan ahead. Right. That's my best advice. You know who I think has an advantage in life? <laughs> Moms or dads with like three kids. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that that that's are what all they're going to say. Maybe in that part of it, but the other <laughs> everything stuff. Else. No, but just like planning and preparing ahead. Like I couldn't imagine having three kids right now and not falling apart completely. Well, you know what? It, it, not all parents do, but like you will go to like certain people's houses and they have like the uh, the oh, calendar with the, all the different color and the coded. And, and the, yeah, and so this cute. is where this is where Toby's stuff goes. <laughs> and and um, those are your type A personalities, which, by the way, we both are. Yep. <laughs> and why we have color coded co- calendars and why I, I well, here's the other thing that I do that I think is helpful for me is I like to have a physical calendar and mm-hmm. write out everything first mm-hmm. and then put it into my um, Gmail calendar. I think Google I definitely calendar. adopted that from you. Yeah. Because I need that too. Like my paper agenda I keep with me. see it written down. Yep. Well, and highlight it. Well, remember mm-hmm. like, remember back in school when it was like, if you write it down, you're more likely to remember mm-hmm. it. Sure. Well, it's the same thing. Yeah. If you write out your schedule and you're thinking ahead about the different things, you're you're gonna remember right. what you're Rather supposed to be doing. Rather than just plugging plugging in numbers. Yeah, if on, you just pop it in box. your yeah, you might remember better than if you did nothing at all, I suppose. Yeah. But I there's something about writing it down first mm-hmm. and then putting it into the calendar that really helps me solidify the plan. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Well, you uh, want to take a quick break? Sure. All right. Let's take a break. The Thinklet B team is an Orlando-based real estate team with Keller Williams Realty at the Parks. We operate as a boutique-style company with the resources of the largest real estate company behind us. Thinklet B is looking for talented people like you to join our team. If you happen to live in the Orlando area and you're a detail-oriented quick learner, then we might have a place for you. Whether you're a real estate agent or administrative professional, we are looking for individuals who are ready to work hard and ready for success. If you're ready to join the team, visit us at thinklivebee.com. And we're back. Welcome. Hello. All right, we have a little time. Ladies and gentlemen, the question you are about to hear is true. Only the names have been changed to protect the innocent. Questions from the web. Questions from the web this week. Um, Okay, so how many showings will you do maximum? Do you have a limit for each client per day? What are your thoughts? Okay, I'll take this one. I'll yeah. run with this one. <laughs> I can schedule like 12 max a day. So um, I actually think this ties well into time management because um, I do four to five is like my max. That's not to say that I haven't shown more in a day, 
there are reasons that I would like if you have somebody coming from out of town that um, is is only in town for two days and there's 10 houses to see then sometimes and, and maybe they're leaving early the next morning or so, whatever. There's reasons that I would show more, but I would always break it up. I feel like I've answered this question before. Um, I would always break it up into two batches, like four or five in the morning, go eat lunch, talk amongst yourselves four or five in the afternoon. Don't eat lunch with me. I've done that before. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, but uh, but for the most part, four to five. And the reason it ties into time management is because I think the reason that I've always done that is because I know in my area that should, depending on where the houses are, but if they're kind of in a general same area, that should take me about two hours. And then I know like I can better plan my day around that. If I know that my time block for showings is going to be about two hours, then I know I can start at again. And this is from a long time ago. Like I can start a showing at two to four and then still fit somebody else in the evening. Mm-hmm. Just and depending think, on how many they're showing. Don't see. you think that, I mean, I would assume this because I've in just in shopping in general. How many houses can you go to in a day before that start, starts to turn into Oh, bush? 100%. People don't remember um especially if they're very similar homes like in our area we have a lot of cookie cutter communities and like hey that house looks the exact same as the last one yeah and um then you're just kind of like just seeing them to see them i would say like 10 i would say that you think you could see 10 houses and still remember each one of them no i think i can see like like. six seven i would say five five would probably be it let me tell you um 100% 100% especially people start were, to forget after four or five. Especially if they were all like, I've never done that before where we've, where I've been in that situation. It's always like we will go for like for a rental property or something. But like, I would assume that most of the time, like they all are qualified. Like they're all of the houses are kind of like at least something that those people are looking for. So it's not like, I mean, I don't know. Do they walk up and go, oh, no, this isn't it. Yes, I've had that happen before. Well, that's kind of so. Yes, people I can tell you with 100 percent confidence that people start forgetting after house number four, what house number one looked like, because I've had that conversation multiple times. But one of the things and this is not exactly answering this question, but um, the, the what you start to learn is that you want to really help people eliminate houses if right. they don't like them get them off the list because they will like they'll be like what was house number one or which house was yeah. the one if you can't remember the house one that we one. were just at they'll be talking to each other and they're like i'm talking about the one we were just at and they're like that wasn't the one we were just at <laughs> and it's this whole thing yeah and so if you can just eliminate the ones with them when you're at the house like okay so how did you feel about that one no i don't think this is the house for us okay great we're gonna and like in the good old days i'm gonna start being like, like the old agent, like in like, the good old days like, when you right, printed paper, right. you, you would like it throw it over your shoulder right. and be like, okay, we're not going to look at that one anymore. And then that way they can kind of clear their brain and start fresh at the next one. Um, and then you, that way you only have to really remember the ones that are still on the table. Right. That helps kind of keep things a little bit more organized. So that way if they, you know, cause you can tell yeah. like if they're not interested, then let's just forget about that mm-hmm. and move on to the next one. Okay. So four to five and if they're in from out of town and you have to at least break it up because, and by the way, 
Maybe when you have to do, and this is just an idea, but maybe when you have to do more than four or five because they're out of town or for whatever reason, that you should have a some sort of a form or some sort of a thing that they can kind of, a fun, easy way for them to sort of keep track, like a ratings kind of thing where you, here, fill this out, house number one, one, two, three, Main Street, and it be on there and then have like one through 10 of this, one through 10 of that. Not so much because they're actually going to use it, but like what we were saying before about writing things out helps you remember yeah and stuff so that they don't remember so that they don't forget what house number one looked like when you're showing them house number 11 we've got technology now if you want to look it up we just pull it back up and we're like no this was the one that you guys were interested in (laughs) um but we did we used to have i used to print out a packet that had like a note section in it and and it was a place where you could rank and write pros and cons paper though well because what happened was um people left the papers on the counter at the house before or whatever you used to have have a lot of papers in I had the a car. lot of loose papers <laughs> because the they, well they wouldn't even take it out of your hand they'd be like oh it's okay I printed it and then um people would leave them at other people's houses and finally I was like you know what I don't think anybody really needs can these. I create a form a form for send it to the client but see, they don't need that. So yeah. let me, I'm just going to tell you both. You, we don't need any of that paper. Good. You don't need, need a form because if you do it right, when you're at the house, you're helping them narrow it down right then and there before you move on to the next one. And if it's still in consideration, that's great. And we'll, we'll circle back around to it um, at the end of the day and see if you want to make an offer. <laughs> Deal. I don't, if you, if you give them too much information, too much stuff then it's harder for them to make a decision yeah well we've gone over that before too many too many too many jams too, yeah well you too give me jams. too many sauces and they can't pick anyone that you know too many dipping sauces makes it too difficult for people to yeah. make a decision you just yeah. got jammed <laughs> small win small win anybody got a small win kayla I am getting back in the rhythm of taking myself to my sundown sit days, and I brought my Stephen King book with me to- Explain what that is to new listeners. Sundown sit days, day where I go to spend my me time in a place that makes me feel at peace. And for myself, that's um, my favorite lake here in downtown Orlando. I like to read a book that sometimes I can be like business or growth related, but for the most part, I think nonfiction is like storytelling, right? No, it's fiction. Fiction? Oh, whatever. (laughs) Uh, For the most part, like ones that have nothing to do with business that allow for me to get a little... Fun stories. Yeah. I don't know if these stories are fun, but like Stephen King's got some fun stories. (laughs) Awesome. You want to go? Me? Um, What was my small win this week? I finished uh, painting. Yeah, I finished painting the bedroom today, the master bedroom. Yay. Got had had to redo the ceiling. With drywall you and fix a, a bunch of stuff. Put up a beautiful light fixture. Put up a light fixture, painted all the walls, and it's beautiful. Cleaned and scraped up old paint, and now it's uh, it's ready to go. Cool. My, ready for decor. My so. my small win was that well, two things. Number one, I did cardio yesterday on a Sunday, so good for me. And um, I'm gonna say my other small win was I bought myself a new pillow. Aww. <laughs> And for my neck, I have neck problems. She has neck problems. Well, the re- really, we bought a new bed. Well, we did. We bought a new bed because I've had the same bed for a long time, and my back always hurts. And I'm like, we bought it a long, long time ago, back when they first started coming out with beds in a box. Don't say that. 
Oh my gosh! Like twenty years? No, no, kidding, no. kidding, no, kidding. No, but it was one of those first beds in a box kind of thing where you can unwrap it and it yeah. just unfolds and stuff. And so, it and was we did, time. and I'm excited about the bed for sure because we did we needed a new bed, and it was definitely something that was like on on my list of things that I really needed. But the pillow, I'm more excited about because I have I do I have neck problems, and so um, I think this pillow is gonna. It's going to solve all my problems. It's going to solve all your problems. (laughs) We'll see. Hey, guys, remember to rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps new listeners to find us. You can also send questions, letters, and stories to us on our website on seekingthebest.com. You can even leave us a voicemail and we'll play it on the show. Send us a tweet at seekthebestpod. And for Kat, Kayla, and myself, thanks for listening. And we'll figure this all out next week. Adios. Bye. This has been a Think Live Be production.